Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Anxiety and depression are becoming increasingly common particularly in young people, with more than a quarter of people being affected at some point each year. But are some people more at risk than others? By studying groups of rhesus monkeys, Dr Ned Kalin from the University of Wisconsin in Madison found that individuals displaying a trait known as anxious temperament may be up to 50% more likely to go on to develop anxiety disorders later in life. What we did in uh, rhesus monkeys was uh, established first the uh, alterations in brain function that are related with the early life risk to develop anxiety and depression. And what we found was increased brain activity in a variety of brain regions across the brain, which was characterized by actually increased use of glucose or increased metabolism. And all of those regions we found were overactive in young monkeys and presumably in young children who have what we call anxious temperament, which is this risk to develop anxiety and depression. Are all our anxiety-like tendencies genetic and from our parents, or do we get some from the environment and other factors as well? So that's really an important issue. What we found is that roughly a third uh, of our risk to develop anxiety and depression is an inherited tendency. And roughly two-thirds comes from what happens to us during our lives, in our early lives as we mature, and maybe even before birth uh, in response to what our mothers are exposed to. If you're one of those unfortunate people that has this genetic tendency to be anxious from your parents, are you able to grow out of it? Or if you've got it, will you always be more anxious and prone to depression? So if you you have this uh, form of anxious temperament, which is characterized by very, very extreme shyness early in life to, to strangers or to novel situations. Um, your likelihood of developing a anxiety or depressive problem or other stress-related psychopathology is about 50%, which basically means that one out of every two kids will grow up to have these problems. But what's really interesting is that the other 50% don't have the problems. And we're really interested in understanding w- what it is about their brains and their development that keeps them protected uh, or less less vulnerable. And is anxiety ever useful in this day and age, or is it always a negative thing? That's an important point. Um, anxiety is very adaptive. When we think of our negative emotions, we tend to think of them as being not helpful or things we want to get rid of. But in fact, our negative emotions, including anxiety, are there for a reason. And in relation to anxiety, it's the signal in our bodies and in our brains that tells us there could be something threatening in our environment that we need to pay attention to and to make sure we protect ourselves from. Anxiety and anxiety-related behaviors occur across all animals, and the brain circuits that mediate anxiety are very well conserved evolutionarily. And what we believe is that, and what we actually found was that the brain circuit that underlies our adaptive responding to threat and having anxiety is what is overactive in um, young monkeys and presumably children who have anxiety problems or high levels of anxious temperament, which could result in anxiety disorders. What kind of factors in our environment cause this increased anxiety? 
or this increased tendency to anxiety? Yeah, so this increased tendency to anxiety or this anxious temperament um, is roughly a third determined by what our parents passed down to us in their genes. Um, and then the question, the really interesting question is, what are, what are the environmental risk factors? And we know, for example, um, uh, early stress or trauma is a risk factor. Uh, we know that uh, actually maternal depression during um, the post early postpartum period can be a risk factor. Um, and there are a lot of other factors, including current stress that a child is experiencing that can add on to the genetic risk. Um, these are very complicated interactions, and there are probably multiple genes as well as multiple environmental events that all come together with development to determine whether someone will go on to have significant problems or someone will actually get better on their own. Are there any applications to your research? Can you see this, for example, in the creation of a drug to target depression? There are a number of possibilities, but now we know which brain regions to, to start thinking think about targeting for a treatment. And the treatments don't necessarily have to be medication treatments. They could be behavioral treatments, could be directing treatments at parent-child interactions in ways that can promote not only changes in behavior, but changes in the brain systems that we know are overactive. 